energy is everything. For those of you who've been watching the Energy Healing Podcast, you'll know that. And one of the biggest transformations that anyone can experience, if they're a woman, is the time of your life called the menopause. It is a massive transformation of energy, womanhood, and it could be pretty scary. So I'm not the expert, of course, being not a woman, <laughs> I'm not the expert. But what I've done is I've sought out an expert who, A, has experienced menopause, B, in my view, is an energy master. She is a Qigong instructor and practitioner for 30 years plus. Her name is Clara Apollo. You are watching the Energy Healing Podcast. Menopause, tell me, why is it such a phenomenally important aspect of a woman's life uh, throughout her entire life journey? Why is it one of the most biggest change periods? Wow. Well, thank you, Haroon, for having me on the show, your show, my show, whose show, our show, The Energy Healing, our show, all about energy, qigong, qi. And indeed, you are so right to be curious about this stage of a woman's life. You know, we we hear this word menopause, but as you said earlier, it's a bit scary. I mean, what is this? We don't know. And yet it is um, in the the um, the way that the Chinese traditional Chinese medicine look at it, it their interpretation of menopause is it's your second spring. It is it was like a rite of passage into the true you. Well, that's what I've certainly experienced to be once I'd got over or managed the symptoms that we also hear a lot about. But I think this, um, this call for rites of passage in our society is really key. And you think of the the young um, girls turning into women, where's the rite of passage for them acknowledging their womanhood, you know, and, and then when we get to this stage where we're no longer men's menstruating, I'm in post-menopause now, but that whole thing about what's going to happen when I stop all of that, well, let me tell you, you actually step into even more of who you are and your creativity becomes your own. Your creativity becomes your own. And that's massive to own. So, yeah, big journey. Is there a specific age that it starts like you know 50 or is there a phase could you share with us a bit more about that yeah this is curious isn't it Haroon because you know there are some women I know in their late 30s or early 40s that are having symptoms they don't really know what it is and yet in hindsight they look back and go oh that was the perimenopause starting when maybe the periods weren't quite so regular maybe they were get they were get starting to get this rise of energy um otherwise known as hot flashes or they were starting to you know maybe not not sleep so well and they weren't sure what it was and so in hindsight you realize what it is but but yeah i think um certainly women in their 40s are very aware that this is looming the big m is looming but i think the average age is 52 to actually go through but then it it can be as early as your early 40s or late 50s and of course women that have had surgery or other hormone suppressing um reasons to to do that to themselves will go into an early menopause and and that can be a, a shock because a natural menopause happens gradually you mentioned about women in their early menopause. So just to clarify, what is perimenopause? Well, it's the, it's the years before, isn't mm. it? And it's that, um, as I say, when you're 
you maybe if you've had children, you tend to have had them by the time you're in your early 40s. Or if you haven't had them, you're going, I know that I need to have my child now because my my fertility rates, my eggs are no longer going to be um, being produced. They might not even be viable. There's all that that concern about you get very attached to producing a new life is, is that's that's the that's the um, the sign of, of my creativity. I have to be able to produce new life. And and that starts to change. And I know friends and um, there's a lot of women who have chosen not to have children. And so they get to this this stage probably thinking, well, is that the right thing to do to not have children? Well, yes, it is. That's just the decision I've made. And possibly they might be looking forward to more not having to bleed every month or, or go on this sort of hijacking of your of your stability with all this hormonal roller coaster that so many women go through. So I think the the perimenopause is a curious time, to be honest, and that's why it's difficult to talk about it specifically, because when you're in it, it's a bit cloudy you, 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 and it's linked to other things. And whereas once you get into the menopause and you, you know, the bleeding starts to get less or more irregular and the hot flushes come that you go, OK, this is menopause. I can start looking at this for real. But before it, I, there are still ways that you can take care of yourself around this rebalancing technique that I'm going to be sharing with you with Qigong. You've obviously been through a menopause. I mean, it already sounds scary being a woman, to be honest, bleeding once a month for three days, five days, seven days. So for us guys, you know, trust me, there's some of us who actually don't take that for granted. So that's scary in itself. But the big transition to how did you tell me about your own menopause story? Well, what happened to you? I, well, I've heard your story, but for the sake of our listeners, our viewers. I was in a relationship with a, with a guy, not obviously, but I was in a relationship with a guy. And um, and it and it started off really really well with him. He seemed to have that sensitivity towards me. I was in I was in my early fifties. I knew I was heading into menopause. But the more we got to know each other, the more it was really there was a lot of incompatibility there. And um, basically, he had issues to do with anger that um, then became very difficult for me to manage too. Um, and so it turned into a sort of an emotionally abusive relationship that I couldn't get out of. Uh, well, not initially, I couldn't get out of it because he was from a different country and wasn't able to get any kind of assistance here. So he was stuck. He was stuck with me. I was stuck with him. Well, so I thought. Now, I was um, I was teaching 15 classes a week at the local leisure centres, also teaching the teacher Qigong teacher training at the weekends, not every weekend. But I liked doing the workshops with Reiki and Qigong and that kind of thing. So I was actually overworking. And I had lost my practice. I know it's embarrassing and I have to fess up, but I was so busman's holiday about it. And I, I actually had nowhere at home that felt safe to practice. Do you know what I mean? It was like, mm. where is my sanctuary? Mm. Well, my sanctuary became outside. My sanctuary was like when I could get away. My sanctuary was going down to the river or going to the forest or nature was calling me. Um, back to her to resource myself and I was getting um, I was getting irregular periods so I knew that this was coming I was getting bad headaches I was having recurrent herpes outbreaks and I had all this anger that, that, that coming at me and trying to deal with it I was I'm an old people pleaser I mean I still probably got that within me but I've really worked towards taking care of myself a lot more but you know what I mean you kind of think if I just take care of it'll be fine if I'm more you know, it wasn't, it really, really wasn't. And it just became so difficult for me to particularly go in and teach of an evening because the headaches were so bad. It was like 
something was knocking at my brain going, wake up. And it was, it was uh, very scary. And I, I, I felt like, um, like a fish out of water. I, I didn't know where I was. It was like uh, be bewildered and confused. I don't know what to do here. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough time. So, so how did you deal with such a tough time? Sounds like you had so much going on at the same time. Yeah. How did you deal with the change and, and overwhelmed because of you, too much work, you know, being stretched out? I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That was it. I didn't know uh, what my options were apart from just keep going, keep going. We're sure it'll be all right in a minute, you know. And of course, when you come into menopause, it's like the goddess Carly comes in and she goes with the rights. We're going to clear out the dross. Here we go. That's going. That's going. And you're like, what? What? And 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 I I knew that I had to do something drastic because it wasn't going to happen unless I made something happen. My choices needed to occur for that for my health and i had to put myself first and it was a, a very dear friend of mine who reminded me that i had choices she said you can choose something different and i'm like wow i mean that probably sounds really simple to you but at the time when i was like head full of ache and not knowing which way to turn the thing is haroon is when when she said that to me i thought really felt really guilty because the choices that I had made had got me to where I was in this toxic situation. I'm like, no, I did this to myself. But then you know what? When you have that, you realize that if I did this to myself, then surely I can make conscious changes for the better for me. So that was a real pivot point as to what I could do. In essence, what you're saying is you took ownership and you took responsibility. Yeah. And I guess, no, I guess I know, and you know, we all know, well, maybe you know, everyone knows that that's from become, you're moving away from victimhood yes. to like, you know what, I can lead my own life. Yes. And, and, and so you mentioned Qigong, of course. Yes. I know about it. I've got a martial arts background, um, healing background and so on. With your Qigong, for those people who haven't heard of Qigong, you, you started integrating that. Now, tell me about Qigong. First of all, what is Qigong before we go into how you started implementing that in your transition phase? Well, Qigong is um, it's a it's an energy cultivation exercise form. It's mind, body, spirit harmonization. And it's actually designed for this around um, getting your meridian lines to flow smoothly, the energy lines that travel around your body, but also get you more back into balance with the true you, that which you already are. Um, it's linked to Chinese medicine. It underpins Tai Chi and other martial arts because it's, it's, a, it's a healing art form. So it brings your body into equilibrium or homeostasis so that you're then prepared to do your martial arts, mm. to do everything else. Now, I was intrigued by this when I found out that Qigong is at the base of all of that. Like, what would it be like if that was at the base of my life? What would it be like if Qigong could un underpin what what everything else that I want to do. And that is part of what I'm here to help share with other, other people. How did you start implementing? You're already teaching Qigong, but you weren't practicing it. In what way did Qigong help in your menopause? Yeah, right. Well, it called me back to practice. It basically said, remember why you 
even first started Qigong, which mm. long story short was to do when I, when I was a costume designer back in the 90s in London. And I got a punishing repetitive strain and injury on my arms, which meant I couldn't use my arms for two, two years. I couldn't do any stitching, so I couldn't even write. And they gradually got better after about six months and I could dress myself. But this was a real wake up call. Um, and that's when I started learning Qigong for myself. And because I then did my teaching qualifications, and I wanted to share it with so many other people. Well, the people were asking me about it, like yourself. It's like, what is this? How can this help me? I then started, as I said, teaching 15 classes a week, which was too much. So the Qigong called me back. The wisdom of Qigong called me back into that innate wisdom. Like, you have to stop doing all this stuff because you need to give to yourself. Your well is dry. You're going through the menopause. You need to sort yourself out first. All the stuff that I tell other people about, I wasn't doing for myself. I know mm. it was very, mm. very embarrassing. Um, so I did have to find a drastic um, solution to this. Mm. The drastic solution was um, I came back from one of my walks down to the river. I've been in nature again. I was asking the question, how, how can I change this? How can I change it? And the, the, it dropped in like, if you... If you stop teaching 15 classes a week, I still maintain my, my monthly classes of um, the teacher training because that was, I loved doing that one. I just gave up the, uh, the weekly classes. I would have to take a drastic reduction in earnings. If I did that, I wouldn't be able to afford to live where I was. Ah, if I wasn't able to live, afford to live where I was, then he would have to move out as well. So it suddenly occurred to me if I made myself, I'm not going to say homeless because I was never without a home but I'd opted to become home free. And that was the massive shift that I made. So I gave the keys back to the landlord. I stored my stuff in various different places and I then became a house sitter. And that is the short story of a really long episode of my life, but it gave me back the time and the space to regain my practice for myself so that it becomes non-negotiable self-care. And that so saved me. People have heard that energy, think in terms of energy and frequency and vibration that will help you understand the universe. You going it alone away from your partner sounded sound like a bit of a toxic relationship there. You moving away. Did that allow you to raise your energy just by moving away? Or Yes, because I stepped into my power. It was my decision. And, and that decision, even though it was going to affect him and people please a person, mm. thought, well... That's going to affect him. Or put, no, no, he's, he needs to get out. He needs to have got out months ago, if not years ago. And this was the one decision that I made because I was the breadwinner. He had lost his job. So it's like, you're going to have to. And so the, the, I'm not going to say the power shifted. The power became more balanced because what I needed came into play more as well. And he, he rolled with it, actually. He was, I think he was ready to go back anyway. And we, we did stay, stay friends. Um, it was easier at a distance. It's like when you're in that, you know, um, intenseness. So, yeah, it gave me um, a feeling of like, oh, this is the way forward. I could do this. I do know there is the wisdom deep inside of me that wishes to be lived through me. You know, this is honoring my soul's journey. And it just felt right. It just felt right. From an energy perspective, from the work that I do, one thing, what, you're, what I'm hearing is in terms of energy. What you did was you created the space to raise your own vibration mm -hmm. because your vibration was being suppressed, self-imposed, 
by being in the wrong environment. It doesn't matter what the environment was. So what you've done was liberated yourself from that. And so when you were together, you were in resonance. That's you were together. Soon just shifted your vibration. You have dissonance. And this is the thing about relationships. If you understand it, I, I love this, by the way. If you understand energy, then you're in a relationship. It doesn't have to be a close relationship. It could be a business relationship. All you do is raise your vibration. I used to run a radio station, podcast actually long before the word podcast came into being. And I had lots of presenters. Sometimes I had to get rid of people, but I never fired them. Within a week or two of me setting my intention, all I did was raise my vibration, setting my intention. They came to me, oh, Haroon, I can't do this anymore because I've got this going yeah, on. Yeah, the said, energy wasn't balanced. Energy yeah. wasn't balanced. And so they yeah. will walk away. And, and and you mentioned people, please. Oh, my goodness, the amount of people, please, that, we, that I've come across. I know you would have come across. And the thing is, the first person to please you is yourself. And that's what you did. And I love it. Oh, that's the. I think that's one of the big messages of the menopause is you give yourself back to you, yes. and and that's why it's so in alignment with qigong because that's what that practice does. It reminds you that you do need to feel your well first. You do need to be able to know what it feels like to have a full cup and then to serve from that. And I bet you've heard about all this. You hear about it. You've written in books. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll look after myself first. But to what degree do we need to mm. do that? Can we tune into our systems to know when we're replete or whether we need to continue resting? Because we haven't got a handy dial, have we, that says, no. yes, we're full now. You know, we have to get this uh, away. We have to be able to tune in and listen and come into some stillness practice that has um, a dynamic to it that is um, engrossing and in the now moment that gives you that relationship with yourself and others. Well, and, and here's the thing that most people, women, I have to say women in particular that I've noticed from my client work, most people are giving so much to their kids or their grandkids, their partner, to their job, doing, doing, doing for everybody else. And what I love about what you're saying is I'm a massive fan of movement work, particularly yoga. I've been um, talking about a lot, qigong, that's the other one, and meditation, those three things true me time or as you call it chi time yes. so <laughs> what kind of natural methods processes can one do to start creating a shift without having to resort to you know uh, drugs and stuff like that which is all works on symptoms anyway and not on the energy level well it's actually very simple but you know what my lovelies uh, often the simple things aren't the easiest to actually implement um so as you mentioned, we're busy doing things for other people. We do, do, do. Where is the bee in your life? <laughs> Where can you just let yourself be without feeling guilty? You know, there's all this sort of praise for doing, but when you're being, or oh, you're being lazy, uh, wrong. I'm resourcing, I'm communing with my truth. I'm gonna be able to give better when I be more me. How can I be more me? What does me need? Um, and this, this has a physiological effect as well. So we're talking about the yin yang, favorite symbol. Um, and very much we live in a world of, of polarity, duality, whatever. We've got night and day in and out. We're breathing in and out all the time, up and down. So where can we find balance in that being between the yin and the yang, between the, the yeah, 
between actually this space is in between those those are the places to become in, intrigued by you know the space in between the breath just even noticing that and i think that gives you a window in to uh, a world that you might not have investigated you know a world of like calm of resource or maybe stuff bubbles up there and you're thinking i need to do some journaling you know that stuff how can you um uh, get into a relationship with yourself where you can feel safe with that because it doesn't always feel like it can be safe to go what happens if i'm if i'm still and quiet what what am i going to meet you might meet your shadows you might so what do you do with that can you journal have you got people to speak to mentor you know all of that you're not alone though when you're in that internal space you can commune with the higher powers of be i mean god or whatever you want to refer to as the divine source of all love and light and and to know that you're part of the godhead you are you're a spark of the divine and there's an honoring within you of that place and i've just found that more i commune with that in my heart and in, in my belly the more i uh, touch into the peace at the center of me that is just so covered up with so much stuff but it's there potentially it's there in all of us so being i think simple practice of being whatever that means to you love it being is where you start but what about when you're really busy you're anxious you're running around you've got a thousand one things going through your head is there any practice that you can recommend people can do easily to come out of busy beta and into chilled out alpha correct yeah yeah because it's not a sudden thing you can't just flick a switch can you but you can use music or sound that's what i use quite a lot and there are certain tracks that really help you um, to come into that um, that frequency of relaxation. There's, there's tracks that have been made specifically for this. I mean, the 432 hertz. There are various YouTube videos that uh, you know give you a good long four or five hours, but I've, I've got a track that I'd love to play, actually. What do you reckon? I would love to hear this track. What's the name of the track, please? Oh, the track is called Weightless, and it's by Marconi Union. And there's been quite a lot of research around this particular track. Uh, it's just an instrumental. So I just in, invite you all to let yourself be <laughs> with this music and let it wash over and through you. There's a, there's a gentle rhythm, but it is said to be one of the most powerful tracks to help disengage the adrenal response, basically, and br bring you into a more calmed, chilled out, balanced being version of you, which is the true you, of course. That was so beautiful. Um, for those of you who are not on menopause and you're a men, man, <laughs> or you're past the menopause, it's good for you as well. So, you know, thank you for very much for sharing that. Now, there's one thing in martial arts and in Qigong that I absolutely love. It's not in yoga, it's not mentioned in yoga, but there must be some kind of connection. It is the Dantian. What is the Dantian and why is it so important? Oh, what a great question. Thank you, Haroon. What is a Dantian? What is this? We've all heard of chakras, but have we heard of Dantians? Well, maybe some of you had. Have? Maybe some of you have. But a Dantian, actually, we've got three Dantians in our energy system one in the belly that exists co-spatially with the sacral chakra. I'm sure they have very interesting chats. 
I know they do. And then we have the middle Dantien, which is at the heart level. And then we have the upper Dantien that's around the third eye in the middle of, of the mind. And the, the lower Dantien is the one that is referred to most often. If people say Dantien, that's the one they are referring to. But what does it mean? I mean, it's like the words Qi and Gung, you know, English language. Qi means energy. Gung means the cultivation of. I mean, Dantien, Dantien, who, 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 who's he? Who is that? Well, a, a literal translation is that it's a field of energy. But it's not any old energy. It's the most exquisite elixir, like the creamiest of energy, the most highest vibrational energy. And it is stored in your belly. Um, it's also in your dantian. It's like um, um, a light globe. We tend to traditionally refer to it as being golden because um, that, again, is a high frequency color. And and it's this sense, I mean, even if we're, we're even as we are sitting here or standing now, just being aware of this area in your system, in your belly, it's like, how often do we hold it in? How often are we like, hold oh, I need to hold it in my belly, yes, I don't want to look fat and all of that. And yet when you see pictures of the Buddha, there's this rotundness going on, this real earthy connection. And that's it. We need to inhabit our uh, Dantians far more because this is the home of our energy system. And it's also the center of balance physiologically. So there's a lot going on in this area. And as a woman going through menopause, you know, this is the area of all your, your sex organs, you know, your womb, your, your ovaries, they're all around the Dantian area. So when we do movements around freeing up that area so it flows better, like hip circles, something like that, or, or rolls or belly rubs, it brings our awareness down into this area out of curiosity if you watch martial arts will there be movies so i'm a former kickboxing champion for anyone who's wondering and kung fu instructor years ago i don't teach anymore um and if you watch ballet you'll see something in common which is if you see the movement most people will watch the legs up and down and so on it's actually the dantian being manipulated being managed so any kind of movement work when you're walking back down to the lower dantian so tell me what happens first of all when the dantian is depleted if someone has a depleted dantian what are what are the likely things to happen well, I mean, obviously a thousand and one answers i'm sure you can give yeah me. and why how does a dantian get depleted yeah you know so let me start right back at the um Energy 101, energy basics. You are bequeathed a certain amount of energy when you are born. That's a combination of both your parents. And this is your primordial chi or your jing essence. And it's said to be stored around your kidney area, which has a relationship with the dantian. The dantian is like a lake of energy that has a, a conversation um, all the time. It's in relationship with the kidneys. And, um, and when you use up this amount of energy, you die. So it's a really important resource. Now, had I been told this as a teenager, I may or may not have taken any notice of it, but at least I'd have known it was there. I used to pride myself on burning the candle at both ends, but now I realize that this is like dangerous behavior. So thankfully coming into Qigong, it offered me really clear salient techniques to build up whatever energy I had left. Because when you have a depleted Dantian, you are so weary you don't you don't even feel like you want to wake when you wake up in the morning it's like well have i actually slept you know your fa fatigue levels which means that your your um in 
intellect is is not as crisp and clear um it means that maybe you're having sleep problems you you can't you're just not working well and you don't know why so you're reaching for the coffee or the other stimulants and the sugar and all that just going there's something wrong with my energy here you you're getting that message but because we don't talk about being able to um really build up our energy per se this is why coming into into the qigong wisdom gives us something to really work with and it does work it's like surprisingly easily once you let yourself but when you think about this haroon with all the fear and anxiety going around in our chronically stressed society now we've got adrenal overload we've got you know the, the kidneys the adrenal glands are maxed out there's no this is also it's sort of and I say raping your 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 vitality. Totally and agreed. Totally that, agreed. You know, yeah. we need to re reclaim this, and that's why it's so important to get a handle on where your balance is to disengage what we think is normal. This this fight fight flight or freeze response. It's not normal. We shouldn't be in it all the time. It's dangerous, toxic. I think my own theory. I'm just making it up as I'm going along. My own theory is this: that the uh, the menopause phase is actually a time to reclaim that vital energy. By the time you get to this menopause phase, you're already exhausted because you've just been giving or emptying a lake for everybody else. So this is a great reason why, I believe anyway, this is a great reason why this is the time to actually harness that energy. Because if you don't harness it, your life force is gonna be taken away from you. And you might live to 70, 80. What's the point if you've got no energy? Absolutely. That's what, what I felt. When I, it was, I was in my early 30s. And I woke up. I remember thinking, I feel like I'm 64 and the 64 is not so far off these days. I'm thinking I'm already feeling much more vital and more self-respectful than I was then. You're so right. When you come into the middle of life, you know, you were here, we used to hear about the midlife crisis. It's not. It's the midlife. Wake up. You know, I'm halfway through my life. And so do I want to carry on like this? Um, do, what other op options are there for me? Maybe the kids are leaving home if you've had kids. So you say that maybe the whole relationship, is this the relationship I, I want now moving forwards? So there's all these big questions that we can hold each other around going, yeah, I know you're going through it too. So am I. And, 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 and be with the, the humanity the, of it all. You know, we're all going through these changes and how we can rather than lash out and blame and shame and judge people like going yeah i feel you yeah i've got that going on too where are you with that open the, the conversations of kindness and compassion um yeah i think it starts with yourself though certainly for the sake of this interview it's not going to be possible it's not really possible um to demonstrate some of the qigong exercises so you're going to be doing a webinar in fact i'm going to join yeah. you for the webinar yeah, and you. the webinar is specifically for women who are uh, on uh, going through menopause i don't even know how to use the terminology properly going through the menopause and perimenopausal women and that is about how to utilize qigong so you're going to share practices yes. so for women leading coming up to menopause or going through it to be able to harness that energy so you're mm -hmm. going to share some exercises so why is qigong so powerful for women of that kind of genre bracket that i've just described well i think we've been touching on this all the way through this interview haven't really haroon but it's good to really encapsulate it um it gives your and it, it gives your energy back to you. It, it, it gives you an opportunity to 
be respectful of the energy that that life force energy that's coursing through you it also opens you up to the energy that you can harness from the earth from the elements from the cosmos from your food and and be able to alchemize those within you with specific techniques and methods which are movements internal med- meditations we've got the internal alchemy process going on we've got emotional balancing meditations as well as physical releasing and the detoxification side of things as well i'm sure you're aware of that the less toxic your system is the the lower your um, symptoms of menopause will be and that was a big one for me i had to stop drinking the coffee and doing the alcohol and all that it's just like i had to because my liver needed to process the natural processing of the hormones and um it's because let's remember menopause is a natural process and and it's just been so great talking with you here Harun because you know being a being a chap you know that it must be curiosity for you going what's going on with, yeah. with my women friends you know when you're well I mean and... at the time of recording I am now 51 I think oh my goodness I'm gonna be 52 this year so if I had been a female I'd be going through this phase however a lot of my friends are female and they are of that age and to be aware is critical. You know, I think every man, you know, should be aware of this. So yes. with the webinar, so for anyone wanting to join the webinar, the link is in the description, the show notes. Click on the link. It's for free. It's going to be on 6th of July. And it, it, it's going to blow your mind because I've spoken with Clara about what's going to you're going to be taken through. I'll be asking some questions, so I'll be joining you as well. So if you are a man and you want to join, feel free. It is for anyone who wants to join the webinar. So by the time the webinar is finished, what's two or three things that are participants, what are they going to walk away with? Well, some practical techniques that they can use immediately. Yeah. Um, and be able to then rely on and because Qigong it's great it does work the first time you do it but it gets better the more you do it so right. the, this cumulative effect so you don't want anything too tricky because it's like what is this it's a bit like you know as much as Tai Chi is brilliant um, a lot of people say to me I can't remember the sequence but with with Qigong you get to do the same thing over and over to various different levels so you get to know the the methodology of it, the movement, simple movement, but how your breath is working with that or where your mind is when you're doing that. There's all these. So you could do a very simple movement and go, yeah, I'm just working that. And that feels cool. But, oh, I fancy that. Remember that level, that next stage that Clara was talking about. Maybe I could bring that bit in. So I think it, it just gives you some practical tools and methods to be able to bring into your everyday life. And that's the point, isn't it? It's all well and good in a, in a webinar or live session. But what about out in the field or when you're in the middle of it and you need to be able to pull on things instantly? And that's what I love. You can you just take your Qigong ev- everywhere with you. You don't need any extra kit. You don't you can just be. It's the it's the great being uh, harmonization. Love methods. it. Love it. So, so this is truly for in my mind, because it's integrated meditation, breath work, movement work in my mind is one of the best things you can ever do. And so. We're coming towards the end of this interview. Is, is there any question that I, perhaps I should have asked? If you were in my position, you would have asked. Well, how, how about something really practical? If I was a woman listening to this, oh, I am. Oh, no, I am. I'm, you know what I mean? Um, I'd be thinking, well, what about, what are hot flushes, actually? Is there, a, 
Is there an explanation for what hot, hot flushes are in, in Qigong? Because everyone seems to get them and it's, it's going to be, it's one of those things that we don't really know what's going on. Why are they? What, what's going on with them? Clara, um, I've got a question for you. What are hot yeah. flushes? You know, oh, um, them. You know, so many people are going through, they're going, they're going through menopause. You know, is there anything in Qigong that you could show, demonstrate, talk about that might be useful for hot flushes? Yeah, I know. I think it's something like 85% of women struggle with hot flushes so it's probably the most common symptom of the menopause and you know what when i first got them i was mightily cheesed off how dare they come in and make me sweaty and hot and uncomfortable in the middle of the night that's not okay so i was battling with them which is not a wise approach and then one time i just the humor got me and i'm just like oh here we go again my internal combustion is on this is fun, isn't it? And that really switched for me and I got it. I got that it's actually my energy rising, showing me my power. This is like a furnace inside of me. It's, it's also burning off all the detritus, all the stuff from the, that is not true about me. It's, it's letting that all go, letting off steam. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. And, and so each time you have another flush, you come closer into the clarity of who you really are. And it's that step into your elder womanhood that is away from that cyclical um, so hijacking of the hormones that has you. I mean, women who are still bleeding, my heart goes out to you. You know, I remember this. I remember feeling so tricked by my physiology at the age of 13 when I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I had no, I didn't know this was going to happen. I got blood in my knickers and they're like, mum, what's going on? And she tells me and I'm in, in shock. I am in trauma. And then to the next, you know, four, 40 years, and then you don't need to do it anymore. You know, it then doesn't have to occur. And so, my dear sisters, if you're still bleeding, it's going to stop one day and you step into your vitality, your creativity, and the flushes help to release and, and restore you to your true you. And I actually have totally made friends with my hot flushes, as you can tell. And I'm nearly 60. So... Well, there we you're go. looking absolutely amazing, full of vitality for someone who's nearly 60. I mean, you know, well, I'm sorry, but chi. you don't look it. It's the chi. It, it, it is the chi. And what, yeah. one thing I'd like to bring in as well is this. If you understand energy and you understand how the body works, you get your yin and the, dang, the yang, the internal, the external. Our, in terms of biochemistry, you've got the um, parasympathetic nervous system, which is the calming, cooling system. Mm -hmm. And you've got the gas pedal, which is the sympathetic nervous system, which is go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a big challenge. I'd love for people listening, watching to consider a woman or a man, but we're focusing on women here. If you're getting going through the stage of menopause, and you've got all this hot flushes, releasing, etc. The kind of thing you need to be doing energetically is activating that parasympathetic calming system. In the fitness world, and I'm a, someone who loves my fitness work, I love the gym, I do martial arts, etc. In the fitness world, they will have you do what a 20-year-old does, which is totally different. Like for men... A 40-year-old plus man shouldn't be doing what a 20-year-old guy would. The kind of thing I did as a martial artist at 20 years, I can't do now because the energy be. shifts, the body shifts. It's a wrong thing. So if anything, if you are doing the wrong type of movement work, you are going to exacerbate the situation. 
So it's important to work with the energy, not with your head, just because everybody else is doing, you know, so any, any comments on that? Any last comments? And then the, we'll yeah, exactly. Them. So Qigong is designed to soothe your nervous system. It, the, the movements are soothing. And it's all about activating the parasympathetic because then you go into this natural self-healing because that's what your system is wired to do. Every single one of your cells is looking for balance. Your, your, your breath is balancing you. Equilibrium is your, is your center line, is your center point. And when you can let yourself trust that, it's a big thing. It's a really big thing to give yourself that trust in the fact your system can take care of itself, come into balance, into sweet spots of healing and also portals into other dimensional connections. But I'm skipping ahead. It's the balance is the piece that is so important for us to come into. And Qigong is the mind, body, spirit exercise form that is designed specifically for that. I'm not saying that other ones don't help with it, like the yogas and meditations part of Qigong anyway, but Qigong actually is designed for this. Is so it, that's is, why it is. Is so it useful cool. for people who are yoga practitioners, yoga teachers? It's to... beautiful. I and mean, the, the yoga teachers that I have introduced Qigong to, they like go, wow, this is just like, um, adding to my yoga practice. It's like, and it's yoga and, and then, and it's great, the synergy that occurs. I get very excited about yoga and Qigong, actually, because it, they, they, they are already connected. We just, we just peel back the layers and have a play and go, oh, yeah, how brilliant. I, I do do sets of what I call Qi yoga. I do the body needs that, the stretches, the openers, but it also likes to have the flow of the meridian lines and activating these powerful channels of Qi as well as the yoga wisdom. So I think the two together, we're talking total magic so if somebody is a yoga teacher would it be beneficial for them to learn qigong obviously you said yes but would it be beneficial for them to learn in order for them to teach well initially you always would come into qigong for yourself um, because when you then have that experience that's where you share the teachings from so i would suggest that if you were drawn to qigong to teach others uh -uh, you're drawn to Qigong for yourself and then in the fullness of time you may well wish to share those teachings with others so that it's going to augment whatever it is you're doing anyway the people on my wisdom training at the moment some of them are all saying I'm being asked this I can't not share I'm going exactly but you share in an in informal way so yeah it just it's yeah it's beautiful. a beautiful thing <laughs> beautiful wonderful Clara Apollo, thank you so much for joining me on this magnificent show. And if anyone's got any questions, please feel free, comment and uh, get in touch and join us on the webinar. It's live and on 6th of July. And I hope to see you. We hope to see you there. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs>